0: I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Leora, who called because she has been struggling with the dieting mentality for essentially her entire life. So she's almost 30 years old now, and she said she first became aware that she might have a weight problem when she was five or six years old. Uh, someone mentioned that to her at that age, and it understandably really stuck. So, she has been essentially dieting and watching her weight since then, and as you can imagine, it is now deeply deeply ingrained into her psychology and part of her identity essentially. So, this is something she has always turned to. You know, when life gets difficult or stressful. It's a, it's something that helps her feel like she has some control over her life. And this coping strategy has, at this point, moved beyond simply wanting to control her body, but also actually wanting to control her emotions. So she's noticed now, as she's older, and actually has a really good health style. She's she's gotten over a lot of things. She eats really well. She feels really good. She still has some issues, but for the most part, she's in a really good place. But she's noticed that when she's stressed or when she has other difficult things going on in her life, that she has a tendency to gravitate back toward extreme dieting. And she has noticed that it is, is taking a pretty negative toll on her quality of life. And she'd like some help stopping it. So her and I... Go into this and discuss what we what she can do to, first of all, reframe the situation, because when you see the problem is, oh, I've got to stop dieting. It's not easy to just do that. <laughs> and so one of the things we, we talk about is reframing that as a different type of problem. Like, actually, you need to come up with a strategy for coping with stress that isn't dieting, not necessarily just necessarily get away from the dieting mentality. So that, that helps a little bit. And another thing we can do is we will talk about is how she can reconnect with her deeper values and help her actually make a decision to do something different in those stressful moments. Cause that, that's really the key here. You know, the key is not just stopping something. Cause I mean, obviously she's doing it for a reason, you know, when you're stressed or when you're in a a difficult emotional place, you seek comfort. And so just deciding you don't want to do one thing to soothe that comfort isn't enough. You actually need an alternative to do. So we talk about that and she actually comes up with some pretty profound insights as to what she might be able to do as an alternative to relying on dieting for that sense of control, soothing, and comfort. So if you've struggled with dieting and it's something that you've been dealing with, especially if you've been dealing with with since you were a small child, I think this is going to be a really profound and important episode for you. So give it a listen and enjoy. Hi, Leora. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: How can I help you today?
1: Uh, so I, I noticed this pattern, uh, when it comes to coping with stress, whatever problems may come up. Um, so I've always been very attracted to like how to live the healthiest or how to eat the healthiest or be the healthiest. And, um, I frequently like I spend a lot of time researching and have read a lot of books and blogs and almost too much because of gotten to the point where I've overwhelmed myself with information and I don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. But, uh, at this point, what I'm finding is whenever I feel like a little bit, let's say like, like something else in my life is feeling a little bit out of control. My immediate response is to fix it with a diet. Uh, Mm -hmm. more specifically now there's like, there is substantial, Health things that I need to be concerned about, but ultimately, like I don't think a very stressful like ketogenic diet or fasting or whatever um, autoimmune diets are trending out is going to help. Like at this point, I'm pretty solid with eating like healthy, nutritious foods and eating enough protein and fat and carbohydrates, and have a really good understanding of that. And I'm having a hard time trusting that I need to just stick with what feels right and what feels good without trying to. Fix it with a very strict dieting protocol, um, without letting it take over my life. Yeah,
0: I see. So it sounds like you you're interested in health and you, you know a lot about it, and that is great. <laughs> but it sounds like it, you've also sort of been using it as a something of a crutch to feel like you have some control in your life when when things are when other parts of your life are feeling less in control and then and so when you're trying to do that you're tempted by more stricter and more you know hardcore diets but it sounds like you also have a good health style otherwise it's just this thing that comes up when you're stressed is that right
1: yeah yeah it's almost like um like not trying to deal with the, the real thing that i need to be dealing with and trying to find a way to escape it or to you know, at least dive into something where I can exert some sort of control over. And ultimately it always fails because even if I do convince myself that I need to get even stricter, it's not sustainable in the long run. And then it leads to kind of a pattern of, you know, a, a cycle almost where I'm going into something too deep and then I realize that that's not really, it doesn't feel good. And then I almost fail in a sense. And then there comes with that feeling of failure and not being able to keep up with it. But then I go back to sort of a status quo and then it starts up again whenever, whenever something else flares up. So,
0: so it sounds like the way you know that this is an issue is that you've been doing it for a long time and it never works the way you hope it's going to work.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. And how long ago did you put together this pattern?
1: I probably put it together, uh, three. I probably noticed that I did about three or four years ago, uh, But I never really thought it it was a problem because I figured as far as coping mechanisms go, it's not the worst one in the world. Uh, However, it is really starting to affect quality of life almost to the point where, you know, I won't, like it's almost like I don't even enjoy my meals or enjoy eating anymore because to me it's almost too like transactional or almost too like this is the healthy thing that's supposed to do this and support this function and this organ and it almost doesn't feel like there is joy in eating and I want to be able to enjoy meals or at the very least not let dieting control the rest of my life.
0: I see. So it's really taking a toll on your quality of life.
1: Yeah, it's taking a toll on um, like what I'm willing to do with friends or how I feel at parties or like the friends want to go out to eat and it doesn't feel like I feel stressed every time I have to do something like that. I see.
0: And how often would you say you're in one of these cycles? These attempted diets, <laughs> I could call them.
1: I mean, it depends. I think you know, right now it's it's pretty it's happening frequently because there there are things that are coming up for me that I actually need to deal with. But uh, it's it, it seems pretty severe right now, which is which is why uh, why it felt like the right time to sort of reach out for for more help with it.
0: Got it. And. I mean, it's it's interesting because you sound very self-aware about all this. It sounds like you kind of, I mean, you said you've been doing this for three or four years. You've noticed that this was the pattern three or four years ago.
1: Right, yeah. And I can almost stop myself when I'm doing it, but it's, I mean, I can not necessarily stop myself, but notice when I'm doing it. I just, it's like, I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop doing it.
0: Mm. That's actually really a really important step. The awareness of it, because that that can sometimes be some of the hardest one of the hardest parts. Cause when you're sort of on a, when you're triggered and you're on a, in a habit pattern, it can be hard to see, it can be hard to pause long enough to say to yourself, what the heck am I doing? Like, this is the thing that I keep saying I don't want to do. So that's good. That's actually a very good step. It's the first step to being able to make any change.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like a, a blessing in disguise because you know you keep doing it and then when you can't stop doing it it's almost just a little bit like a little bit worse because I guess yeah being aware of the problem is a good first step but it's also not necessarily enough sure so okay so
0: you you want to change this pattern you're not happy about it
1: yeah I'm, I'm not
0: and you like why do you think this keeps coming up do you have a weight problem is it something that you're really struggling with like even when you aren't stressed or why, why do you, why do yeah, you think I, that?
1: I have, um, I've had an, a weight problem since I was a, a child, really. Um, I first started gaining weight when I was about five or six. And so it's always, it's been a constant, it's been constant in my life. Like there's never, I, can, I honestly can't think of a time in my life where I haven't been on or haven't been trying to lose weight because even when I was thinner than I am now, it just always never felt like enough. And this is also the the first time in my life where because of because like other health things are taking more of a priority, like I actually can't try to lose weight right now because not even necessarily that I need to, like I'm at a I'm at a healthy weight, like a healthy body fat percentage. Uh, I work out like I, um, like I don't need to, it's more it of be for vanity reasons, but it's the first time that I actually have to actively stop myself from doing it too. Why is that? Uh, why, is, why do I need to stop myself from doing it right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because the, because I've been chronic dining, I think it, it has posed a long-term stress in my body which is why like some hormone balances and some menstruation issues are coming up now. I see. So So, you're
0: you're like, you don't want to lose weight. You want to sort of steady all that, whatever's going on with your body.
1: Yeah. It's, it's more like I need to convince my body that it has enough food. And so it can start doing the things that it stopped doing because it thought it didn't have enough food. At least that's, that's how I'm approaching it. And I, I think that's probably what's going on.
0: Okay. Okay, so this has been going on. So, like, it's not hard to see why this is a hard habit for you to kick.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? It's been happening since you were a child, a young kid. Yeah,
1: I've been more or less like aware of how I eat for, I mean, I'm almost 30, so for that long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like 25 years.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And when you were a child, when you were really young, and you something at some point, like made you recognize that this was you like categorized your body as a problem. Yes, do you mind talking a little bit about that?
1: Uh, it's like a very oddly specific memory of um, I was at like a a community center in my neighborhood, and this older older gentleman looked at me and was like, are you aware that you're fat or are you aware that you're overweight? He said one of those two things. And it's a very, a very, um, I remember it so clearly. And I think that was the first time that I really noticed. <laughs> yeah. You're like, actually, it, no. <laughs> like, not. no, I, I didn't know. Or maybe, or maybe like I knew, but no one no one had ever said that or I didn't understand it. Um, yeah. So I think, I mean, I was very young at that point. It must've been like maybe five or six at that point. So that was the first time that I became hyper aware of that.
0: Wow, that's brutal. And how are your parents?
1: I don't think they really made me feel badly about it. I mean they definitely as especially when I was younger, really tried to help and made all of these arbitrary rules like only one snack a day and things like that. But as I um, when I was eleven I actually went on my first diet and did lose a lot of weight, so um, at that point, like once I hit eleven, I was managing my diet dieting cycle because I gained it back a little bit and then lost it again. I sort of managing that on my own, but my parents have never really been the source of the stress.
0: Okay, so it was just society,
1: society, and then yeah, eventually become so ingrained. Um, and yourself, you, yeah, you become your own your own critic.
0: Okay, so. Well, that's good that your parents were always, you know, never made you feel like it wasn't like there was something wrong with you and that you had to like do look a certain way to earn their love or respect. Yeah,
1: yeah. Some of that, us have dealt that with that. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But at the same time,
0: so that's that's so you always had that love and support from from mom and dad, but there was still the societal pressure and a long history of you feeling like you needed to be doing something about changing your body to to meet some sort of standard exactly yeah it sounds like that's something you've just turned to a lot as i mean you know yeah it's like it's not at all surprising it's like we're told hey you have this tool it's up to you to use this tool called dieting to fix yourself exactly that's like how we're basically told it works <laughs> At least that's how that was how, the message I internalized.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And um, and that it's you know like, it's not necessarily that it's easy, but if you don't do it, then you've failed in some way. Right. So it's or easy like, to always believe you need to be doing that. Yeah, you always need to be doing that, and if you're not doing it, then there's something wrong with you.
0: Right, and and any suffering because of it is like your fault somehow you didn't try hard on or you didn't do what you were supposed to be doing the whole time.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Okay, so sadly, you and me and many people have been subjected to these things. And we, we, we develop mental patterns and habits around these beliefs about ourselves, and they're very hard to undo. And it's, 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 I hear you that it's, knowing that that's not helpful is not helpful. (laughs) I mean, what I mean is like knowing that that doesn't necessarily help, doesn't make it necessarily any easier to stop because it feels so right. Like it feels like what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it feels like a, like I'm doing something that I should be doing, but ultimately it's not really, it's not really helping, you know, it's not having any positive impact on my life. So Mm -hmm. It's, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing or what we're told it's supposed to be doing. It doesn't work. It does not work. It doesn't After work. After many, many years, I can speak that it does not work. Right. So tell me uh, tell me a little bit about
0: what you've tried. And, you know, because it sounds like you have been aware that this doesn't work and it's not the best thing. So t- like, take me through either one example or the pattern that you've noticed of like how it goes, like what at what point do you realize oh shoot i'm doing this destructive thing again i shouldn't and then where does it break down that you sort of can't pull yourself away from it
1: it's usually um like when i when i when when i feel something something bad is not necessarily something bad is happening or maybe like when i let's say notice some like manifestation of like a health issue, or something stressful happens at work, or something happens in a relationship, and I, I don't think it, it happens right away. Like it's not my um, it's not my first go-to. It's not like something bad happens. Oh, let me like look at this blog to help sort of distract me. But within a couple of hours after like mulling over whatever, whatever, um, whatever challenge I'm faced with, I'll find myself sort of not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and going more and more towards health blogs and then digging and digging and finding like maybe I'll find another secret or another really helpful tip that I've somehow managed to totally overlook and that'll make me immortal or that'll solve all my problems or that's the reason why I don't have the quote unquote perfect body and I see myself like and I spend a couple of hours doing it and sometimes sometimes I can stop myself quickly. Like once, you know, I can spend about 15 minutes losing myself in some Twitter feed and then wake up and realize that I need to go back. I need to stop. Or sometimes it goes as far as convincing myself that I need to try this new way of doing it. And then after two days and not feeling well, I'll eventually just say, this is, this is silly. Why am I doing this? This isn't going to help. So the um the noticing can happen anywhere from like right away more or less to a few days and then snap out of it and then yeah
0: and and so does it does it progress beyond that what do you mean like do you so is it only like a two day like let's say you you find something on ketosis and you so let's say you, d- you decide that this one you should try because you want more energy or whatever, and you want to like become a fat burning machine because that's what they exactly. promise you. And so you throw away all your fruit and you buy coconut oil and butter and, and you start like eating keto for a couple of days.
1: My God, you, were you watching me last week? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's it usually never progresses beyond a couple of days if it's not sustainable like for I mean ketosis specifically just it wasn't sustainable for me so at a certain point I'm like this this actually doesn't feel good uh and then I and then I realized that that might have been the wrong path for me but I think sometimes it can last it can last a little longer um can last like a week or a week and a half and then I realize that I'm just I'm not that whatever I'm doing is not is not going to help because what I'm already doing is enough.
0: Got it. And you 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 feel that like you really feel that
1: that everything I'm doing is enough. Yeah. No, I clearly don't because I I, I somehow managed to convince myself otherwise again and again. Yeah. And what
0: is your normal? Like, what are you going back to I- when you bail on keto? What do you, get back to?
1: you know, at this point, it's even, it's so hard to tell. Um, it really is like my, I mean, my normal is, you know, I, I do cook almost all my own meals. Like that's my normal. Um, Great. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's strange. Cause it, like, I, when someone asked me that question, like what do you normally eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I, there is a no normal at this point because I, I feel like I'm constantly changing it based on, based on things that I read. Um, and so it's, it's hard to have a baseline.
0: Okay. So that was my next question. Then, so like, okay, you, you bail on keto and then like, how long is it before you're, you're doing intermittent fasting?
1: It it can be a pretty quick turnover. Like it can be like within, within the week.
0: So you're like bouncing between a couple of different diet options a month.
1: I would, yeah. Um, Bouncing between a couple of different diet options or um, integrating something new or, you know, reading about like pumpkin seeds and they have this nutrient and flax seed and they have that nutrient. So it feels like I'm constantly adding and subtracting with that. It's like whatever, whatever I happen to be reading at the time.
0: I see. So you're so it's not just an obsession with like a specific like weight loss diet or a specific thing, but it can also just be reading about nutrition in general. Exactly, yeah, and this has been going on for three or four years, consciously.
1: It's been, I think it's it's been going on like, I think, yeah, about, I think almost six years at this point because I think back in um like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven is when I first read the China study and was convinced that being a vegan would save my life. So um, yeah, sure. it's, yeah, it's it's been like that, yeah. Since then is when I've been using kind of a, say like dieting is almost a, a replacement for, we can even call it like a religion of some sort, like me trying to find something that I can almost turn myself immortal with in a way or like, you know, live the longest, healthiest life with no problems.
0: Mm. That's deep. Do you really believe that like some diet will do that for you?
1: Uh, I guess, I, I think on a, I do like not necessarily turn me immortal, um, obviously, but I think, I do think that I, I do think that like, and maybe I need to, maybe that's, I should stop thinking that like, maybe that's, I am not sure. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about it a little bit because
0: I think maybe getting some clarity around like, what's the best you can do really? Cause it sounds like that's sort of what you're looking for. Like what's the best? Yeah. So maybe getting some clarity around that will will help a little in sort of because basically what you're what you've described is a, a belief that, you know, is a limiting belief, but you don't know what else to believe. So you keep like living in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I just I, I keep thinking that. That there has to be like, you know, like there's a better way and. Like making it uh, an obsession to find the the best and healthiest way of eating, and and I think the how you know I I, mean, I know this is a problem because it's stopping me from so many other things, mm. and I don't know yeah like I know that there's more to life, and even you know even if like I know that for some people or for a lot of people rather there's a big struggle in um, making certain choices around like what to eat and. You know, I don't. I don't even. Not even at that point because I know that I can trust in the choices that I make. Like I know that I I do eat nutritious foods and I do have good habits around like cooking for myself and eating enough vegetables and getting enough nutrients. And it's almost like when is it going to be enough? And I don't know. And at this point, like I I think it's enough, but I I obviously don't believe it because I keep trying to find a way to be better at it. Yeah. I'm curious, do you,
0: like, if you stop and think, do you think this is fueled more by a belief in a perfect diet or a need for control for the rest of your life? You know what I mean?
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's a bit of both. I think, I mean, the... I think a, a part of me wants to make sure that I that I take care of myself and age well and all that. And I, I know that that's reasonable, but you know, I, I know that there's a big part of it that's I'm, I'm not facing the harder problems to solve because I'm distracting myself with this problem, which I think is not actually a problem. Mm. I'm just making it into one.
0: Mm. <laughs> that might be true so if you had to you you know a lot about nutrition and health
1: i i do yeah
0: yeah it sounds like you do i i can relate <laughs> <laughs> so based on everything you know what would you say is the healthiest way to live like rationally
1: for i i can speak for myself obviously everyone's different but I, I mean, for me, I, I know that I, when it comes to diet, I probably need to eat about like three or four meals a day and have them evenly spaced. Uh, enough, enough protein, mo- mostly from, like, I do eat like animal sources and, um, and obviously like quality or like organic and, and trying to get the grass fed and local, local animals. Um, a lot of vegetables. And a lot of unhealthy fats and carbohydrates, and distribute them sort of evenly throughout the day. So every meal should have a bit of both. Um, I find that that's what works for me when it comes to diet. Sounds great. Uh, and I, and, you know, and I do that. Like I can do that. So, um, you know, it's it's not it's not hard for me to make those choices. I, I don't eat a lot of um, I don't eat a lot of sugar naturally, or I don't eat. Um, I don't really eat out that much also. So I know that I'm kind of minimizing any kind of additional things that I'm, that I don't know what's in the food and I know that that's okay. And I do that. And yet it's, it doesn't seem like it's enough. And I don't know why.
0: I see. So you keep coming back to this point that you should be doing more somehow.
1: Yeah. Like there's, there's, I'm missing something. Like there's new research or there's something I'm not doing, even though, um, you know, especially now that I've, I've been paying so much more attention to making sure that I'm not dieting and actually eating enough. Um, like I actually feel great for the most part. That's amazing. I mean, like day to day, I do feel like good, um, barring the fact that like, I'm still trying to solve some, some things, but, um, and because they aren't solved yet, I'm still not trusting that. Feeling good is the first step to like fully recovering and to like getting my hormones back in check and all that. So, um, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to stop doing
0: that. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you have a really, a really great health style if, if you could stop stressing out about it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. I just don't know how to stop stressing out about it.
0: Right. Do you know how stress relates to your hormones?
1: I, pre- Think I do. Uh, I know that it's not good. Uh, I can't. I don't know specifics, but I can't imagine that it's good for it.
0: Yeah, it can be pretty. It can be pretty overwhelming. I mean, it's stress. I mean, stress is hormones. Like it literally works via hormones. So, yeah, that's with that's the, um,
1: with the adrenaline and cortisol and those reactions. Yes, yeah, so
0: those are all hormones, exactly.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sure that I'm sure that's not helping, and. um and almost might even be like the missing link to, to some of the things that I've been experiencing, or possibly. Um, but that's, you know, it's harder to, to be less stressed than it is to, or at least for me, it's harder to be less stressed than it is to ketosis.
0: Right, because you've always yeah. controlled your stress and controlled your discomfort through diet. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can, you're, because you're, what you're doing is you're not just controlling your body. You're using it to control your mental state. Like you get security and calm, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like it actually, it's a source of comfort once I know that, or at least temporarily, at least like when I can, when I feel like I'm actually okay now, I really found the perfect diet. Like I'm really going to. I'm I'm really gonna go to new heights. Like even if it's beyond um, what's happening now, even if it's just like in a day to day, like I'm I'm gonna look great. I'm gonna feel great. I'm gonna wake up well rested every day. Like all these things, um, it, it's it's like a, a yeah. I find that the the control or the illusion of the control is provides like a, a calm for me. But the thing is, it is it is an illusion because. Ultimately, it's not just it's not just diet alone. Like there are other factors, and I'm neglecting those factors because I think that I can solve everything by through dieting.
0: Super powerful insight. Thank you. Th- that's that's it. I mean, it is an illusion. You're eating awesome and you feel great. Like there's no amount of science that can ever tell you otherwise. That's true. I mean, we're far from that. Like as like as somebody who's like who he does keep up on the research and I know how much it changes all the time. And it is exciting. You know, there's definitely like new stuff coming out and every once in a while, but like none of it's life changing for like an individual for the most part. Like we're so far from like being able, like from science being able to tell you Leora, like what is your best way to eat? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really have to trust that like the way I feel is the best is the best way to figure it out,
0: which is super hard to do.
1: Yeah, it's super hard to do, and
0: um, largely because you're you're pushing, like you have an uh, impulse, a, com- a compulsion to do something different.
1: How do you like? How do you separate? Actually, you know, actually enjoying it. You know, like I do. You know, as far as I actually do enjoy learning about nutrition, and I do find like. Find it interesting and like the insights, but it's hard for me to find that that line of separation between this is a hobby, this is something that interests me and is fun, versus this is something that I'm trying to fix. Like I have a hard time knowing when I've crossed that line, or at least understanding not not how to not cross that line.
0: Yeah, that's actually the crux of what we're talking about. Yeah. That, that's, 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 that, that was a cool question because, right, because it's totally possible to just read this stuff and be interested in it and not obsess over it and have to feel like you have to try everything.
1: Yeah. Like I've tried going completely cool turkey on it, but like that's not fun for me either because it's just, it's, it's a huge part of what I, what I enjoy and where my interests lie. And it, it, that doesn't feel good either to just be like, no, like I'm, not looking at Twitter or Facebook or anything and just cutting myself off. Like that's not, that's not really helpful or at least it's not a long-term solution.
0: Right. Well, my guess would be you maybe need another way to be okay with discomforting emotions.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and you need another source of comfort, calm, control. Cause as long as you need that and as long as your brain thinks the best way to get that is from trying intermittent fasting and high interval intertraining or high intensity interval training and ketosis and macrobiotics and like all the other crazy things. Like as long as that is the only thing your brain knows and as long as it keeps having that need, because guess what? Your stress is not going away in your life.
1: So how do you how do you know the difference between um, like a healthy coping mechanism and an unhealthy one? You know, at least, at least, um, you know. Obviously, the unhealthy ones, like they're obvious ones, that can be unhealthy. But something like this might not necessarily be as obvious.
0: I mean, you're the one who just explained it to me.
1: Letting it, letting it take over your life, or letting it um, cause stress.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you told me you feel amazing, but this has been a persistent, like, multi-decade problem in your life, and it's it is causing you enough distress to like call in and talk about it on a podcast <laughs> with somebody you've never met. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, you know internally that there is, it's not, you told me many times it's an illusion, it's not helping, it's making it worse. Right. You're already healthy. Yes, I mean, we all have things we can, like, hack on. Like, you know, all of us do. You know, maybe I could sleep a little better. Maybe you know, my hormones are still like stri- something, you know, not doing cooperating exactly the way I want. My stomach—I still get stomach aches sometimes. We all have little things like that.
1: So it's about finding another another outlet, or at least one that, um, yeah, another another outlet for when, when things are feeling out of control. Um, being able to turn to that. And use it as a as a calming something to calm me down versus something to, that will cause even more stress. Yeah, sort of.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know if necessarily calm me down is the way I would say it, but at least diffuse the the compulsion and and make you feel like you have other other options than just controlling what you put into your body for the sake of feeling control. All right. So. Let's then let me ask you, have you, how much have you read? So it sounds like you read a lot about health. How much have you read about stress coping mechanisms?
1: I've read, I mean, I've read about meditation uh, that necess- and I've, I've tried it, but I, I don't know if that's, if that necessarily works for me or if that's what I should. Or if I find that as helpful, but not, I guess not as much. I haven't read as much about stress coping
0: mechanisms. Okay. Is, is meditation the only one you know of?
1: Uh, meditation and then exercise, which I do. Um, I started getting um, more invested in like training regularly. So that, that does help. Um, and I mean, you know, going, I do try and like go out and go for walks outside. When things feel particularly stressful, awesome. And those are those are the few that I that I can turn to uh, otherwise. Yeah, those are great. Uh,
0: yeah, so yeah, the the ones that I mean, it, one of, one of the things that's really nice is it sounds like you already have really good nutrition. So that's actually a big step. Is um you know being well nourished can be very helpful in coping with stress. Um, exercise is a great one. Meditation is nice, but it's hard. It's really, really hard. It's uh, advanced. I mean, I I think I started trying to meditate when I was around your age, like almost thirty, and I don't think I really got it until I was about thirty five. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a long yeah. road.
1: You know, like I'm trying, I'm trying Headspace, and um, like I've I've done it, and I I think I find more of the the effect when I'm outside walking in a park
0: mm-hmm. than
1: when I'm, for now at least right now that that feels better for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, for, Yeah, so meditation is great. And, I, and it's definitely something that can one of the, the benefit for me anyway, and, you know, a lot of what I, I know about it. Um, one of the, the main things is that it helps you recognize when your mind's in a, a loop, you know, like when it gets obsessed about something and really wants to get into something. And what it does is it gives you that ability to pause and reflect on your deeper values and and make a decision based on those rather than just a compulsion to not be uncomfortable right now which is basically what you're doing right yeah you know you you're getting your idea that you you get an idea in your head that you have a problem that needs fixing and that maybe this new thing will fix it and you you know you're you're sort of you're in a story that your your mind is weaving for you about what like needs to happen and what's wrong. And like, it's just, there's all this meaning around life. And once you're in a story like that, it's really, really hard to just like snap out of it and do something different. Cause you like you're in it. But one of the, the reason meditation is valuable is because it, it trains you to do that specific thing, <laughs> like get you out of whatever headspace you're in. <laughs> well named app and bring you back into the present moment where, where you have options again you know you have the option of doing nothing you have the option of doing something that's actually productive you have the option uh you know like of trying something new because it's hard to know what's going to work for you if you don't if you're always doing the same thing to solve the same problem
1: yeah and it's funny i just had like this really interesting like visual of a uh like a race car track just going around and around and around and like meditation just being a way to kind of go like get out of the race car and just kind of look at the loop and be like, okay, I'm just going around in circles. Um, Excellent like that's, are. that's, that's the image that I, that I have in my head right now. Like that's a, and that's a good point. Like I am, um, I do like, I get caught up in the stories and I get caught up in the, you know, and when I'm in it, I'm in it and it's hard to break out of it. Um, and I guess meditation, like I can break out of it and like I am out of it now, but I think meditation would probably just help that happen at least a little bit faster or at least um a little more seamlessly. So it doesn't have to be as, um, as intense. And I can just calmly kind of step out of the car and realize that I'm not going anywhere.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, that's this first step is like, Hitting the brakes. (laughs) Like, step one is, like, hitting the brakes. And then, you know, you can choose. I mean, one of the issues that, like, we we mentioned earlier, one of the issues is that the reason your brain wants to keep going straight is because it's in a race car with its hands on the wheel, right? And there's only one track you're on. Yeah. It doesn't know that, like, outside the racetrack, there's, like, a whole highway, like, network in the world that you could be driving on. But there are like thousands, literally thousands of other options. And you can't see them when you're on the track with the goggles on, with your hands on the wheel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, I, and it's like about seeing the other options because like ultimately we are just going through the same thought patterns over and over again. And like, it doesn't feel like there are other options, but if we pause, you can at least start looking for them. We start looking for the other ones.
0: And like, I can't really tell you exactly what's going to work for you, but I can 100% tell you that doing the same thing isn't going to help you.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What do you find works for, works for people? And I guess in general, I know that you can't really say what's going to work for me, but like some ideas of, of, what, of what you can suggest or what you know other people do when they of find themselves in these loops and patterns and need to break out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, good question. Step 1 like you said is the pause. And you know, it doesn't um meditation is an option to tr- it's it's definitely like one of the ways you can help train your brain to do that for sure and it's super helpful or just mindful eating, you know, if you I don't know if you've done my mindful meal challenge or anything like that but just it's just a practice. It's just a practice p- making your brain recognize when it's in a thought pattern and being like, "Oh, I'm just going to bring it back." To what is happening right now? So coming back to the real world, not in your head, but in the real world, and and then, so you're there, right? Like you're (laughs) you're you're like okay, I'm like not on the thing, right? For for a moment, I have a have a fighting chance of doing something different. At that point, what you really want to tap into are your deepest core higher values. So. Like, who's the person you want to be? Yeah, you want to be healthy. And, like, I'm sure, you, like, part of you is rationalizing that your health pursuits are are one of your higher values. You know, like, it gets mixed up a little bit. Yeah. And so it feels like a good way to go, at least a safe way to go. But, you know, step back and recognize that you already pay a lot of attention to that value. Probably too much. Yeah. So what are some other ones that you might like to cultivate more of in your life? That's a good question. Like, for instance, you mentioned that, you know, some of these patterns that you get into really disable some of your social life.
1: Yeah, that's where my head just went, like a a higher value of of being connected to people instead um, instead of disconnecting from them by getting stuck in the thought pattern.
0: Boom, that's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like a it's like an easy way or an easy excuse to justify isolating yourself.
0: Hmm. And that's how you feel when you've done it, right?
1: Yeah. It's almost like a reinforcing pattern because like you isolate yourself by by going into these, um, or at least for me, like isolate myself by going into these very specific dieting protocols or whatever, and then you feel isolated because you're like, Oh, I I can't join people in that. So it's almost self-fulfilling in a way.
0: Mm. And by the way, like one of the absolute most scientifically robust findings in like all of literature is the strength and quality of your social relationships is like by far the best predictor of your long-term health.
1: Yeah. I I have read that too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That that seems to be the one that I, that I ignore <laughs> or at least, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. Like it, it's definitely the the hardest one for me at least.
0: Mm. It's also going to require some stepping out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, like I guess being connected and and paying a paying attention. Um, you can call it being present if you want to m- make it busy, I guess, but like, that's also something that I'm that I'm trying to focus on more is being like I'm very present to the moment and as opposed to just being constantly in my head overthinking whatever it is I'm overthinking.
0: That's fantastic and by the way nature walks are great for that it's cool that you've already started doing that because I think yeah nature's also been one of those things that like a lot of studies show are it's really healing and I don't think we've seen a proven scientific mechanism yet but certainly the way it feels to me I think we all sort of know the feeling of like being out in nature and it's so big and so awe-inspiring and beautiful and it you can't help but be present when you're just in in awe of your environment
1: yeah I live in I live in New York City so the closest I get to nature is Prospect Park but (laughs) which is amazing yeah I know there are some parts of it where you can almost forget that you're in Manhattan but um or in Brooklyn, but yeah, like it's, um, it's close by. So I'm lucky that I, I do get, I do go there frequently, especially now in the summertime yeah. and, uh, and get out there. And that always makes me feel better. hundred percent. Fantastic. Yeah. I think that the connection one is a big one for me. I think, um, that's, that's been the struggle, almost maybe the one that I've been trying to avoid. And, uh, and I know that that's, that that might be a better a better focus of my energy, um, and probably one with a more positive outcome. Because it, like you said, it it if it is really you know it is a huge predictor on longevity. First of all, and second of all, it also just feels good to be around people and feel connected with them.
0: Absolutely, we're like we're like our this is literally what our brains are wired to do.
1: Yeah,
0: it's probably our most human instinct is to connect with other other humans. So let's get a little bit co- more concrete around it. Cause I think this is a really cool path and there's certainly no harm going to come in and <laughs> following it a little bit. So let's, let's go into the, the moment when, you know, whatever, whatever triggers you to, you know, start poking around on, on the paleo websites or <laughs> wherever it is you go for, For your information, and you know, you you find yourself there. Take me through how you think it might you might be able to redirect your energy, and also what might stop you from, you know, what might not stop you from from going onto the internet, but what might stop you from what might what how what how might your brain rationalize not going after the new thing?
1: You know, I think. The, and I just need to have, like, a, a few, you know, the, the easiest way to connect with people now is, like, via text. So, like, if I do find myself going down that kind of rabbit hole, like, the easiest thing I do is just stop myself. And, like, sometimes there's a few friends that I text that I just say, like, I feel crazy right now. And they get it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. they're, they're right there. So it's nice to have that. And I think that's a good, um, that's a good first step. But it's also, you know, like, I, I do work with people. And I can certainly make, you know, like I work in a, in an office and I can certainly make more of an effort to at least I'm sure somebody is up and about and like maybe get up and have a conversation with them. And that would probably be extremely hard for me because it's not my, my natural inclination to, to actually like get up and start conversations with people. (laughs) So, um, but if I'm looking for something a little bit easier, it might just be as simple as, um, just getting up from wherever I am, if I'm sitting at home or at work, Um, As soon as I find myself clicking around and poking around, just like training that habit to just get up and and maybe even just walk around the office or go outside or or do something else for five minutes Mm. before coming back to it. Um, I love that.
0: Yeah. So the first thing you do, you're you're, you're saying is you want to build in the pause. Yeah. You know, as something to to cool down a little
1: bit. Exactly.
0: And, you know, you go get a drink of water, you take a little walk, um, and then you have the stretch goal of maybe one day turning that into a conversation with another human. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, at least if, if that's if that's an option available to me at the moment, um, that that's the uncomfortable choice. The, the taking a walk is a little easier right now.
0: Yeah. You know, it might be interesting, too, you may have – You may be able to like, you know, the friends who know that when you say I'm feeling crazy or whatever, you might be able to talk to them and like work out some sort of thing where like they know that like also I'm feeling crazy and also like I need a little distraction in my life right now. Like I need I need some help getting pulled out of this mind hole that I'm going down Um, and maybe, you know. You guys can schedule a, a wine date or a sh- shopping. I don't know what you guys like, like to do, but something uh, together, you know, that you can do with someone else, even a walk. Like I had, a, I've had friends that I just, we literally just like go on walks <laughs>
1: together sometimes. But yeah. You can do that
0: in New York. <laughs> because,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, you can definitely do that in New York. You can walk forever. <laughs> Um, Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Um, Like I have a few friends that know a lot of the specifics of what's going on. So even if I'm if it's not necessarily feeling crazy about um, about dieting, but like feeling crazy about like these other like hormone things that I'm trying to also figure out at the same time, like having at least they know and like I can count on them to be like, hey, let's just let's just grab some tea and go for a walk or something. I love that. Yeah. Um, and sort of using that as a as a first line of defense against the crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: and what's great about this is it it'll because like I said, you, you're when you're in the race car and you're on the track, your your mind doesn't know about the other options. This will start to poke holes. You know, it like creates a little clearing. So you're like, oh, maybe there is like something I can do over there. And you know, it's just one thing. It might not be the thing that ultimately like pulls you away, but it at least will give your brain a. Proof that like it's okay to try something else, yeah. You know, you just have to you have to like sort of test that hypothesis. You know, because you you can understand something intellectually, but unless your like subconscious has really internalized that belief, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So you have to test it and prove to yourself through experience that yes, it's possible to not try every new crazy thing that is a trend in the nutrition world. And, you know, and, and, and that, and that in this moment, that's not actually even what you need, you know, and if, and that there are other options and that you're capable of trying them.
1: And if it's like, I do need to rationalize it beyond that. That's probably what I need, what I need more than another like whatever is trendy in diet, like I need the other, the other ways of stress coping, um, more than I need that.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. So you just tapped into your higher value.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because ultimately, like, like I can't deny that being healthy is is a like high higher value for me. Like it is, but um, I'm going about it the same way, and it's not helping. So. It's, it's about trusting and making those steps to help, like, start with the other things that I know will contribute to my health beyond just diet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you might actually like it.
1: I might. There's a chance. Um, you know, like, it's the thing that you know, like, deep down inside, you know, that's actually the problem. Um, like it's, it's about connection for me. Like ultimately it's, I, I know that that's the hardest thing for me. Um connecting to people. And I also know that it's the thing that I need that I really do need most, especially now. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, good job. You did a really good job.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, like I had some, some pretty good, some pretty good insights that you helped delete. So I, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. My pleasure. And please Keep me posted on on how it goes. I hope it works out.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings then head over to my website summer tomato and sign up for my weekly newsletter when you sign up you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food health and weight loss You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.